are totally under the influence. From social media influencers, athletes, entertainers, and business moguls, it's time to get inspired. It's time for Under the Influence with Tom Ward. And now, Under the Influence. Hey guys, welcome to this week's video. Now this week I don't have an interview, so you're stuck with me. Now what's really cool, um, kind of as this channel's evolved a little bit, is originally you probably came here because you like the guests. So you watch the guests, some of you stuck around because you like the other interviews, and some of you actually gave a shit about me, which is mind boggling to me. I get a bunch of questions, I reached out on Twitter to see kind of what you wanted to know about me, and I got a ton of positive feedback. By the way, follow me, at Montreal1. People want to know everything, like my family, uh, how do I film these YouTube videos, how to get big guests to sit down with me, and I got a super positive response. If you didn't see it, check out the Trisha Paytas video where I talked about some mental health issues and some addiction issues, and super positive response, and people want to hear about that, so we'll talk about that in this video too, but that'll be last because I don't want to bum you out, so we'll talk about some other things. So we'll answer all your questions, and hopefully you enjoy this. And don't worry, this isn't turning to a solo Tom Ward show. We got plenty of great interviews coming up. So subscribe, turn your notifications on, and like this video. We've got Logan Paul and Yes Theory next week. Then we got L Mills, and we got a bunch coming up. So please subscribe. So now on to the questions. And what's a trip? I actually printed up these blue cards, and I prepared for this like a real interview. So I'm actually interviewing myself, which is a little weird. But the first question is, why did I start in YouTube? Um, why did I start in YouTube? I guess I have to go back a little bit. I started freelancing for Forbes. I read this book called Reinventing You by Dory Clark. I highly recommend it. I was kind of stuck in a job. I still have a normal job now. I always want to stress that. I do sales. I sell commercial kitchen equipment, which is pretty random. And I'm still doing that now and still doing YouTube. This is just kind of a side hustle. So I wasn't super happy in my career. So I read this book and the whole point of the book is you can reinvent yourself at any time. You know, I was in my 30s at the time, had kind of sales jobs my whole life, and I wanted to change the narrative a little bit. So one of the things she suggested was writing. So I started a blog, TomWard.com, and just started writing about marketing stuff. And it took off, it did really well, and uh, somebody, an editor at Forbes, actually saw it and reached out to me and said, hey, do you want to freelance for Forbes? So it's pretty wild. I went from not writing anything my whole life, I didn't write for the school newspaper or anything like that, to blogging and writing about marketing stuff. And I would write kind of clickbaity stuff, like five marketing lessons you can learn from the Kardashians and stuff like that, and they did really well. And an editor from Forbes actually saw it and reached out to me and said, hey, do you want to freelance for Forbes? So I started doing that, and I'm coming back to why I got started in YouTube. Hopefully this isn't a rambling story. I wanted to interview Kate Hudson. I was always fascinated about Fabletics, and Kate doesn't get enough credit, I don't think, for being a strong woman business owner. Jessica Alba and The Honest Company kind of always gets the spotlight, but I was really interested in Kate's story. So I reached out to her PR agent. Uh, it, it takes forever to set these things up, and after months and months and months, I got the interviewer for like 10 minutes. So I write this whole article about Kate Hudson. I'm expecting this huge response and 3,000 people read the article. I was super disappointed. But her PR agent really liked the article and said, hey, I rep this YouTuber and his name's Jake Paul. Do you want to interview him? And I don't watch YouTube. I don't even really watch YouTube that much now. I had no idea who Jake Paul was. But I looked him up and I said, who is this kid with millions of followers? You know, why not interview him? Let's see what this kid's about. So I sat down with him, I interviewed him. I was super impressed. We just talked business at the old Teen Townhouse for like an hour. 
And the cool thing about Jake was, and I learned about these YouTubers and influencers, was the fact that I could text Jake. We exchanged numbers, we texted, I kind of texted him and emailed him a copy of the article. He asked me to take out some things that was really easy to work with. He was super easy to work with, he was super chill. And then when I posted the article, I'll never forget, Jake, I texted him and he said, what's your Twitter handle? And I gave him my Twitter handle. He tweeted the article and I looked at my phone and it automatically turned my Twitter notifications off because it had so much activity and I was blown away. The article got 100,000 views in an hour and I got a ton of followers because of it. And that's when I realized YouTubers are where it's at. And I continued to interview YouTubers after that. Once I did Jake, other YouTubers started following me and I just kind of fell into it. I started interviewing more and more and more and the more I interviewed, the bigger ones would sit down with me. And I just realized right now that that didn't answer my question at all. The question was, why YouTube? And I just answered another question, which is why YouTubers? So back to my original question, why YouTube? The reason why I started doing YouTube, I, as you can might be able to tell right now, I don't feel comfortable on camera at all. So this was not a career aspiration. I don't watch YouTube much now. And so it was never a goal of mine. What happened was I interviewed the Bella Twins, the female wrestlers for Forbes. And I reached out to Forbes and said, hey, can we video this? Because they're super photogenic. They're great looking girls. I think it would look good on camera. So they set up a camera crew. Um, we had like a three camera shoot. We booked the location. It was this like high production thing. And the Bellas, even Nikki asked me, she goes, can we put this interview on our reality show, Total Divas? So I'm super nervous. I'm like, okay, I guess I can't turn down that opportunity. So there were six cameras around us. I actually didn't feel super nervous like I do now. And the interview went great. But when they posted the video, I wasn't in the interview at all. I wasn't in the vi video. They did a document documentary style. So it was just on the girls the whole time. And I spent all this time, all this energy setting it up and no one knew I did the video. So after that, I was like, I'm out. I'm never doing this with Forbes again. But I think YouTube's a thing. I really enjoyed having a conversation on camera. So I decided to do, my, do it myself, which I continue to do. I pay for this myself. I hire Rocky, one of the great all-time camera guys. You don't see him, but he's over there. And I have a great editor, Daniel, and I have a team around me now that helps me do these. But that's the reason I got started was because of the Bellas. So shout out to Nikki, shout out to Bree. So next question, why YouTubers? I answered that already. Um, what did I do before this? Well, like I said before, I still have a real job. I was always in sales since I graduated college. I had a marketing degree, so I didn't have a journalism degree. I wasn't in a video or anything like that. So I had sales jobs. So I sold cars for a while. I did really well at that. I had some corporate sales gigs. Right now, like I said, I work for a company that sells food kitchen equipment. So I sell ovens and dishwashers and stuff like that to grocery stores, which is kind of boring as fuck, but it's a great living. The company is great. The people I work with are great. And it gives me the flexibility to do this. So shout out to you guys for making this happen and for a paycheck. Is it hard to interview someone you've never met? How do I make it seem natural? What makes you a good interviewer? Um, I think the key is to having a real conversation, like a real conversation like normal people have. A lot of interviews I see, it's just question, pause, wait for an answer, and the person isn't even listening to what the person they're interviewing is saying. They're just kind of zoning out and going, okay, next question, 
they're done talking, I'm gonna ask it now. Where I don't, I try to talk like normal people talk. The biggest knock on me is I interview, I interrupt people all the time, but I think that's good. I don't take that as a knock because when I'm having a conversation with normal people, someone says something and I think of something else, so I kind of interrupt and talk about that and then whatever I'm talking about triggers something else, so they kind of interrupt me and then we talk, start talking about something else. So it's not question, answer. Like if you look at these cards, I don't have questions really, I have bullets. Like I wanna talk about their childhood, I wanna talk about their career and things like that. Oh my God, is the lighting okay? <laughs> That's weird, the lighting just flashed, but we're okay. Um, so that's how I do it. I just pretend I have a conversation and I never feel con self-conscious. I never feel nervous during an interview. I feel way more nervous right now, which I've <laughs> said a couple times. It's way different talking to a camera like this, talking to nobody, and it's just you, you know, kind of driving the conversation. This is super hard, and a shout out to all YouTubers out there. It's a lot easier to have a conversation with somebody else on camera because they're carrying the conversation for the most part. You're kind of just peppering in, you know, your insights and those kind of things. The other thing I think that's key to having a good interviewer or being good at it is like a mix. Like I think a 60-40, 65-35 breakdown of who's talking is key. So a lot of times it's 95% the person being interviewed talking and 5% of the host. I think it should be like 65-35, 60-40. I think the host should talk and if the host doesn't talk and you're the host you're fucked because no one gives a shit about you no one knows anything about you so you're never building your brand it's only the guest so you can't do things like this no one gives a shit about you so that's key how do i get such big names to sit down with me um i gotta give shanti my booking agent a lot of credit so about a month ago it got to be too much to schedule these interviews to reach out to all the guests and kind of make all this stuff happen so I, I reached around to, actually Tana's manager, Jordan, put me in touch with Shanti. Shanti, shout out. I'll put her contact information up here now, so if you're interested, you can contact her. She's been in the business a long time, so basically all I do now is give Shanti a list of people, like 50 people that are my dream interviews, and she reaches out to the teams and make it happen. And it's good for me too, because it's not me and the, the guest kind of negotiating and scheduling back and forth. It's like my people, now I have people, which is a trip, my people and their people talking back and forth. But before that, Twitter was key. I got verified on Twitter a couple years ago. That helps because you can search by verified comments. So once Jake Paul and these other people started following me, it became real easy to just DM them and say like, hey, you want to you know, do an interview and those kind of things. So that's how I book guests. So how do I do research? Um, research is key, like it, doing anything successfully and making it look easy, you've gotta practice a hell of a lot to make that happen, whether you're playing sports or doing a stupid YouTube interview. So I spend a lot of time doing research. I don't have anybody that helps me, it's just me. So I do everything, obviously these are YouTubers, so I watch all their videos, I do Google searches, I look at their Wikipedia page, things like that. I try to look at written interviews they've done, um, to kind of get an idea of some questions and see if there's some interesting things. I almost never watch video interviews. So like I've interviewed a, a couple people that Travis Mills does a similar channel. You should check him out. He's really good. Logan Paul does a similar kind of thing with Impulsive. And we're going to interview him in a little bit. So check that out. They do similar kind of style channels and similar interviews. And they've interviewed some people I've interviewed. 
I don't watch them because I don't want to do the same interview. I don't want to, if like the guest does a really good answer, I don't want that to say, okay, ask the same question. Hopefully you get the same answer. I don't want to be kind of that well thought out. So that's really it. Do a lot of research, make it look easy. Advice for new YouTubers. Oh man, this is so hard. Building a channel from scratch is super hard. I'm a new YouTuber. I have 15,000 subscribers now, which may seem like a lot if you only have, if you're starting out and you have like 20 followers and they're all your friends. 15,000 really isn't a lot based on what I'm doing. See, I have a big advantage because I'm interviewing big YouTubers. So the way it works is, and probably how you started watching this is, you were a David Dobrik fan. So you saw that David Dobrik did an interview with me. Maybe he shared it on social. David actually didn't, so shame on you, David. And you came over, saw the David Dobrik interview, and hopefully some of you stuck around because you liked my inter other interviews, maybe like my style. So because I have big people I'm interviewing and they share that a lot and tag me, people kind of come over. If you're starting from scratch in your basement and you're doing a makeup and beauty channel or you're doing a, just a vlog or something like that, it is so hard because there's so much competition out there. The advice I have basically, I guess, is just to be authentic. Like right now, I'm being authentic. This is who I am. I stutter, you know, I say like a lot. Um, I say um a lot, which I just said. I curse a lot. So you just kind of have to be who you are. You don't, what I hate to see what YouTubers do, like right now the trend is, is letting people behind you in line order your order or people in front of you place your order like at a Starbucks. Everybody does the same fucking video. It's boring as fuck. I'd much rather see, like I love Tana. She's so interesting because she's herself. She's crazy. You see her like good and bad. You may see her crying in one video. You may see her happy in another one. You may see her smoking weed in another one, but that's Tana. She doesn't try to be a clean cut YouTuber. And actually Tana told me there's a lot of these clean cut YouTubers who are doing coke and ecstasy at parties and things like that. But then when they turn the camera on, they're like the PG uh, version of themselves, which I don't think is the way to go. So my advice would be be authentic as much as you can. Try to have a point of view, try to have an opinion on something and stay true to it. So be polarizing. Don't just try to be middle of the road. Have an opinion on something. I hate Trisha Paytas. I love Trisha Paytas. If you're a gossip channel, I think James Charles is a selfish dick. I love James Charles. Tati, whatever the hell the other girl's name was, is an asshole. So be authentic, have a point of view I think is key, and just practice your craft. So get good at interviewing if that's your thing, get good, feel comfortable in front of the camera. And the beauty of this, which I'm actually not taking advantage of right now, is you can edit. So if you don't feel comfortable in front of the camera, you can film a million times, no one knows, so just keep filming a million times. Editing, be professional, post the most quality content you can. So if you look at my channel, I try to be on point with everything. I can't edit, so I hire an editor. I can't make good thumbnails, so I found a guy on Fiverr who makes thumbnails for five bucks. But I want them to look a certain way, so post quality content. And I know there's always a rush, like right now, I'm filming this, I wanna get this up today, I want people to check it out, I'm so excited. But you've gotta make edits, you gotta make it look good, so don't rush to post just to post. Post quality shit. So tell us a little bit about your family. So I'll insert a picture of my beautiful family here. I'm the only guy in the house. I've actually got a bunch of six girls right now. Uh, my wife's sick, my daughter's sick, my other daughter's sick. So I've been married to my wife for seven years now. Shout out to Zara Ward. She's the greatest. I love her so much. She's so supportive. Without her, I could never do this. I could never make videos. 
She gives me great ideas, gives me very honest feedback. She'll tell me if this sucks or if she really likes it. She always has good ideas. I love her. And I've got two daughters. I've got Iman, who's four years old. And then I've got a baby girl, Kaya, who just turned five months old. So I try to keep that kind of private. I don't want to, I don't want my kids to be YouTube stars. I don't want them to be Instagram stars. So I try to keep that a little bit private, but that's my family. Show a little picture here. What's my dream for this channel? My dream is simple to have it become successful and to make a career out of this. I would love, I love my job and it's super stable and it's great people and it's really good money, but it's not my passion. You know, I didn't grow up thinking about refrigerators or dishwashers in, in grocery stores. I also didn't think about this, but this is something I really like. And Gary Vee had a great quote when I interviewed him. He said, he, I don't know if you know who Gary Vee is, but he's kind of like a business influencer and his claim to fame was his parents were immigrants and they came over here and they bought a liquor store. And Gary kind of was young and he was helping run the liquor store when YouTube came about. And he just started shooting YouTube wine videos. It was like wine library TV or something. And every week he would post a video on great wines in his store and he'd review wines. And he said, Tom, for the first year, no one gave a shit about my videos. No one watched my videos, no one subscribed to my videos, no one cared, but I just loved the process so much, I just kept doing it. And eventually people started liking the videos and they started watching and sales increased and they became really successful. And that's kind of how I feel right now. Uh, I just love the process so much. I love sitting down with Rocky and talking about where are we gonna talk about, where the, where's the lighting gonna be? What kind of questions are you gonna ask? Should we do one camera or two camera shoots? What does a three camera shoot look like, you know? So just the process, the editing process I love. I love kind of giving notes and just experimenting with the format and stuff. So I just love the process so much. I would love to do this full time and I don't need to make a crazy career. Um, Tana's manager, Jordan said, really all you need is 100,000 consistent views on your videos. So like every video gets 100,000 views and you can make a career out of this. Right now, I'm a long way for this. I'm expecting this video to get 500 views, maybe 1,000 views. Obviously, my interviews will get more, but some of my interviews will get 500,000 views and the next one may get 1,000. So it's all over the place. So I'm a long way for making that happen. So make sure you subscribe and make sure you tell people about the channel so I can achieve my dream. Guys, thank you so much for watching. I really appreciate it if you made it this long. And I wanna let you know too, me and Rocky, we just filmed uh, the, my whole mental health and addiction journey, but it turned out to be like 15 minutes long. And I don't know if most of you care about that. So I think it'll be a separate episode if you guys want to see more of this. And if you don't, no big deal. I don't put it out there. So I don't want to put it out there unless you guys care about it because, you know, my boss could be watching this. My wife's family can be watching this too. So I want to make sure you really care about it before I put it out there. So let me know in the comments or you can always DM me. And make sure you subscribe. This is not going to be the Tom Ward Show. Next Tuesday, I'm filming Yes Theory, and I'm filming Logan Paul. So they're going to be good. And then I'm doing Elle Mills after that. Plus, Shanti is working on, always working on good guests. So I'm sure she'll have some good ones coming up. And the reason it's important you subscribe is because the more subscribers I get, the better chance it is that I have advertisers. And I'm dying for advertisers. If you noticed... There's no advertisers to this video and I haven't had any since the David Dobrik interview. So I'm dying for sponsors. Like right now I'm actually paying out of my pocket like a crazy person to do these because I love doing them so much. And I think the channel can grow and people seem to like them so I want to give this to you. But eventually, I got to say, this is financially doesn't make sense. 
And eventually, if I don't get more subscribers and views, I'm gonna have to stop doing these. So give me a subscribe. I'd really appreciate it. Make sure you like and make sure you turn notifications off so you can see my next video. Um, subscribe, guys. Thanks for watching. See ya. You were under the influence. We all were. Thanks for listening to this episode of Under the Influence. Please subscribe to this podcast, rate, and comment. It will really help us out. Don't forget to check out our video episodes on youtube.com forward slash Tom Ward interviews. And you can always connect with Tom on social at MOTDraw1.